All right, we've made it to the final few names on the Athlon Sports preseason prediction list. You know, last of the best, why do these teams need to be better this season in order to continue to elevate the ACC brand? We'll talk about all of that on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Going on, everybody. Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe, catch up to all of our different shows. And listen, hit us up on YouTube where you can see our lovely faces each and every day. And also, we have our little polls now, part of our community on YouTube. So make sure you answer those polls, get engaged, give us your feedback, leave us some comments. We love all of that. Kenton, happy Friday. Same to you. It is a uh, it's a, a great time. And, you know, I'm in HR, so I'm good for sending those emails. Happy Friday, guys. Hope everybody's doing well on the team. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel the happy Friday energy in the air. We got to get happy. We got to have good vibes because we're talking about the teams that are going to need to help elevate the ACC brand. And, you know, if they want to still want a spot here when it's all said and done, if there's even an ACC to talk about, they're certainly going to have to have an improved season. We've been talking through Athlon Sports preseason college football predictions way too early, 2023 predictions. And now we've had our one through five, our six through 10, and here we are with our 11 and on. Virginia Tech sits right here at the top of the bottom. Brett Pry, Brent Pry has certainly been a coach who's coming with new energy, understood what he had before him. He's got some weeds some out, some of the bad things, had to go through a little bit of struggle. However, to be calling comma, maybe the tides are changing for the Hokies. We could get right this ship and get it back to what we once knew of the good old Virginia Tech Hokies. The only problem. The only problem I have with the Hokies that's a very major, like, all right, this is, I don't know how Pride is going to get this solved. Is there issues at the quarterback position? And I don't know if they have any truly explosive offensive weapons. That's that's the only thing that's got me like, mm, I, I struggle to see it. I struggle to see it. Brent Pride is a defensive guy, if I do recall correctly. I It's Virginia Tech. They're known for their defense. They are a team that I'm expecting to figure it out defensively, but mm, that offensive side of the ball, you got to score more points than the other team to win. And that's, yeah. Yeah. They only averaged about 19 points per game last season. Grant Wells certainly had his work cut out for him. And now you have Kyron Jones who will be battling for that uh, QB one spot receivers, Jalen Lane and Ali at, Ali Jennings could certainly help the situation, but you're right. That offense is going to have to do better. I think defense will certainly speak for itself, but they're going to have to improve and stay in games. Now, have they upset people? Absolutely. Have Absolutely. they come in yeah. and, you know, punch the people in the mouth, caught them by surprise. People remember that going to play in Lane Stadium on a Friday night or any night truly is a doozy. Yeah, of course. But it's something that I think they have to continue to build the talent continue to look in that transfer portal, look at their roster and, you know, steady, steadily make those improvements. 
For sure, for sure. I mean, and like you talked about, Lane Stadium is, is iconic for a reason, right? That, Into the Sandman is one of the greatest. That is one of the greatest traditions in all of sports, not just college football, in all of sports. It is it is something like you would not believe. Uh, the keys jingling, lights flashing, all that. It's, it's, very, it's, a, it's an experience that is truly one-on-one. Absolutely. All right. So Virginia Tech is the top of the bottom, but you know, we've got other teams here that certainly need our attention. Georgia Tech sits right behind them at number 12, four and four finish, better overall play for Georgia Tech. But let me tell you, Brent Key, happy to have the job, secure, secure the job after replacing Jeff Collins. But now it's time to get some talent. Now it's time to get some transfers. Now it's time to excel this program and bring it back to continue to try and be that disruptor in our conference. You know, the thing that is so interesting about this team is, yes, Brent is technically first-year head coach, but I believe he was the head coach at the end of last year Mm -hmm. when they start to pick up some momentum, uh, when they start to do good things. I believe they upset Duke last year uh, with with, uh, Brent as the the head coach. And so I'm, I'm sitting here and saying to myself, this Georgia Tech team could potentially do something special this year after a full offseason of Brent, after a renewed energy in that program, after renewed energy in those types of ways. I'm thinking to myself, this team, even without Jeff Sam, could be something. I think this is just going to be a year where you finally get a couple transfers, you establish sort of keys, program, philosophy, discipline, and you see some positive because they're going to have some good upsets. Yes, there's no longer Atlantic and Coastal, but clearly there's still a lot of Coastal teams on their schedule. I think it's going to be one of those, well, you know, Georgia Tech's still here, still got it. Don't don't get it confused. I know my team, North Carolina, has experienced that multiple times when it comes to Georgia Tech. They upset Georgia, They upset North Carolina last year. That was the team you're thinking of. Absolutely. And, and on top of that, this is, a, this is a team in Georgia Tech that, I mean, at the end of the day, they are they're in a situation to where nobody's expecting a ton out of them. Like as we are talking about them right now and being the middle of the bottom, nobody is saying, hey, if this Georgia Tech team, Brent, your seat is hot. And if y'all don't win a ton right now, it's going to be some problems like that just isn't that isn't what they are uh, looked at there. And, and again, if you go back to last year, this Georgia Tech team was puzzling on a lot of levels because not only did they beat UNC, they also beat Duke at it last year. And so, you know, you're talking about uh, games against two teams that one ended up in the conference uh, championship. The other surprised everybody. It was better than they thought. And this Georgia Tech team beat both of them. And so you're wondering how the rest of the year went the way it did. But there was a lot of turmoil going on in that program. I think now that there's a little bit more stability, a little bit more, we know who's going to be here. We know who our guys are. Don't get me wrong. Losing a guy like Keon White, never easy. Never easy. I loved watching that man play. That was a menace on that defensive line. Losing a guy like him is never easy. You don't replace him one for one. But with that being said, I still think that this team – has the potential, the most potential out of these teams that are quote-unquote in the bottom to have a breakout year. You know, I think what's also interesting is a lot of these teams are going to be the reason why either you don't have college football conversation, football playoff conversations, you don't have Drake May and Heisman contention, you don't have, you know, they've ruined your chances of being the ACC championship. Like these are the type of teams that when you look at your schedule, you can't, you can't lose these. 
right? I mean, as much, but you are. Like, there's going to be some upsets, like we're saying, but this is just going to be one that's going to hinder your strength of schedule. I mean, the, the L, in it, my opinion. It, it could, but again, if Georgia Tech comes out and does what I think they could do at their ceiling, because I think of all these teams that, that are quote unquote at the bottom, I think that they have uh, one of the higher ceilings of the group. Um, I think that I would probably say I have the second highest ceiling of the group. And so with that being said, if they come out and do something special, is it really hindering your your strength of schedule to say, hey, we've got Georgia Tech who we beat by a touchdown or whatever the case may be, but this was a six, seven, potentially eight win Georgia Tech team. Not saying that they get there, saying that it's a possibility that they do. Yeah, 100%. All right, guys, before we get into the last two teams, want to make sure that we pay our bills here with a little conversation around the Bird Dogs brand. If you have not yet, you have to try this very fit, comfortable, and versatile fittings in terms of pants, shorts, and all the like. If you are going on a date, if you want to get ready for the summertime, you want to get outside, you want to do a little workout, outdoor workout, feel some vitamin D while you're getting it in, make sure you try Bird Dogs. It's absolutely the best type of pants that gets you right for the summertime. Go to birddogs.com slash college. And when you enter promo code Locked On College, they'll throw you a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every single purchase. Kenton Gibbs is here with us talking through the best of the worst, I guess you could say, the worst of the best. I don't know, whatever, you know, coin the term. Token, or what is the phrase called when it's common? I I don't. Like, a, what's that soliloquy? You know what I'm talking about. I'm What's a common phrase? I don't. You know when someone says, like, the grass isn't greener. What's the common phrase? Uh, I have no clue the word you're looking for. I have no clue. <laughs> is it, it's not mantra colloquialism? Colloquialism is like based on the uh, area <laughs> that you're from, right? Like, it's what? like uh, you messing up the church's money would be a colloquialism if you're like from the uh, U.S. Southeast or the Midwest, where like churches is a big. No, but like, it, but if you say the grass isn't greener, that's like a, what's the coin the f- coin phrase? I don't know. You know, you know what? It's fine. It's Friday. I'm vibing. Yeah. I'm vibing. Yeah. I'm vibing. Just vibes. Just there, vibes. <laughs> there's a word that I'm looking for, and I know somebody, our faithful listeners, are going to tell us what the word is. But a common phrase is it's a little bit more elevated in what I'm trying to say. Well, Either we way, we can't use our SAT words today, and that's okay because we're done. We already took the SAT, ACT. We already did that. We don't got to go back and do it again. Graduated two times over, you understand? Boston College is the next team on this list in terms of the ACC football predictions from Athlon Sports. The Eagles have had a solid start under Coach Halfley. It has puttered out very quickly to the point of people are saying maybe he needs to turn his head elsewhere. Three and nine last season, losing Phil Jakovic to Pittsburgh. Now you got Emmett Moorhead, who has shown flashes. It will certainly need to be you know, elevating his game this offseason. You also lose um, Josh DeBerry to Texas A&M, which is, you know, really tough because he was the best defender, one of the best defenders in college football, in my opinion. So I certainly feel like the work is cut out for the Eagles this year. Oh, the work the work ain't cut out. The, the work is is pretty much in the barn. Um, you know, hey, Halfley, go ahead and I'm, it's going to be plenty of head – I'm sorry, not head coach jobs. It's going to be plenty of defensive coordinator jobs that's going to be open for you, brother. They're going to be looking not, for you. Not you take away the head. They're going to be – He's he not head coach again? You don't think he's going to be head coach again? 
not immediately after this. I don't any team that signs up for him. I, what, why? What? What did you? What did you think that you would be getting there? Listen, more power to the man. Um, maybe it might I, not be ACC level, but maybe it might be a little lower. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Hey, hey, I don't like know a UNC is. Charlotte, you know. Coastal UNC, Carolina. UNC Charlotte is one of the both. You just named two of the best teams in the in the group of five. Neither one of those teams would say, "Hey, let me go get a, a head coach from a losing uh, with a losing record." Although Coastal Carolina did hire Tim Beck, which stop whew. it, <laughs> App State, like one of those type boy, of teams. Y'all boys don't like winning for real, but that's another story for another time. You can't. Um, Beck needs free yourself from Beck. That's all I ask of you. Free yourself from Tim Beck. Oh, I I am free. I am free. I'm as free as a bird, baby. I was. I I have never been so happy to see somebody else get a promotion. Okay, I have never been, and I've watched my mother get promoted from uh from just a regular nurse to like the lead charge nurse on her floor and i've never been more excited <laughs> to see somebody get a promotion than tim beck going from offensive coordinator at nc state to head coach of coastal carolina never been more excited help help us father go ahead but, but now um with that being said yeah happily i'm sure there'll be other jobs up there for you brother uh this is a little bit of a throwaway season for georgia tech this is for their- boston college I'm sorry for Boston College. Yes, Boston College, not Georgia. You don't, you don't even want to name the Jokers. That's that's that's, that's how bad it is for you. They they both wear gold. That was the problem. They, <laughs> they, the Golden Eagles, the Golden Eagles. Of Are Boston they Golden College. Eagles? I don't. They might just be the Eagles. They're just the know. Eagles. Either see way, you, you see, the it's Boston, Friday. You really adding stuff now? No, the Bo- Boston College. I'm pretty sure they're the Golden Eagles. But oh either way, We're either way, some ADD moments today. Go ahead. Either, either way, the Boston College Eagles uh, yeah. are not going to be there. There, this is not going to be a good year for them. Uh, it's going to be you a tough year. So? It's going to be a tough year for AJ Black and the boys. Uh, do they win? Do they win five? No. Really? I don't think they win five. I, I think we haven't gone over the, their schedule yet. Sorry to cut you off. We haven't gone over their schedule yet, but I'll uh, say this. I'll say this. I think their ceiling is five. I think if everything goes right, they get five. Everything many, goes right. Okay. How many do they have to win for halfway to keep his job? Um, I would think that they need to at least be bowl eligible for them to keep his job. And I don't think that their best case scenario sees that happen. So mm-hmm. it's AJ been real. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. Go on, Jeff. Go on, update your LinkedIn, brother. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a recruiter myself. I got you. I'm gonna help you get that that next job that you need. Just call me, hit me. We'll get you together, brother. Help us, Father. You think? Okay, defensive coordinator roles in Jeff Halfley's future. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Another coach that you've had, you know, slight criticism of, and don't necessarily think that things are turning tides for either is Virginia. We know they've had a very tough last season and they're trying their best to move forward, but Tony Elliott certainly has his work cut out for them this year. I think it's going to be more of the same four to five wins and they're going to see that as improvement. Maybe they are on the three to five year plan for coach Elliott and just trying to happy to be here. I hope they don't get to a place of like, let's just be satisfied because, you know, the boys are still out here trying to do their best, but you know, they came to compete. They came to win. They came to play in honor and memory of their teammates. And, you know, they are a very good program at the end of the day. Um, I think that this, this year is going to talk, 
it's going to show us a little bit in terms of how long is Elliot's leash. Yeah. This is a new coach coming in and a schedule that isn't necessarily easy in, in any regard. And so, you know, you open up the season with Tennessee, you're probably going to get your heads beat in by a mile. That game against James Madison is going to be important because while everybody we're not, makes, we're not doing a schedule right now, we're not doing no, but I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying their start to the season <laughs> is like they're one team that these first two games are going to tell us a lot about. Do well, you, they show competitiveness during the Tennessee game. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. If you show if you show that you can compete in the Tennessee game and then you beat the brakes off of James Madison and then you go forward, you know, it, it'll it'll have a very different feel than oh boy, we just got demolished by Tennessee and we lost to James Madison. Because at that point, Elliot Seed, I feel like lose, you think they could lose to James Madison? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. Okay. 100%. 100%. I I have no doubt in my mind that that is a possibility. I don't, if this team rules that out, I would like to know why. I would like to know what do y'all think? What do y'all know that we don't? That's like, oh, yeah, there's no way under God's green earth we lose to James Madison. Why you say that? What you you got going on? Well, Mama transfer Tony Musket will compete with Jay Wolfick to try and replace uh, Brennan Armstrong. So that would certainly be something you lose Dante Vion Wicks and Keaton Thompson to the NFL. And then you lose Fintrell Cypress II, very good corner, and Nick Jackson, who transferred. It's a lot going on there at Virginia. It's a lot of mess to clean up beyond just, you know, the things that happened outside of. outside off the field I think there's just a lot in terms of trusting Tony Elliott his leadership what will be during his tutelage how long will it be I give it three years at best they're not gonna they're definitely not gonna do it this year because they have to give themselves an opportunity to regroup and refocus get him in the transfer portal but the development of either musket or Wolf will be important just from who Tony, you know, allegedly is and how he was during his time at Clemson in terms of developing good offense. By the way, that uh, James Madison team that we were talking about, whether or not that's going to be an easy win, they were eight and three last year with a win over uh, Coastal Carolina, who is in the top. You know, 25. you know, I was trying to be positive. I was trying to be positive. I'm trying to, I'm trying to elevate, elevate our brand here. I'm trying to be positive. You know what elevates our brand more than anything else? Honesty. Honesty will elevate us. But well, apparently we t- we're not even going to be here. So, you know, we're just we're just riding the ship. We're like the Titanic boys Listen, just like waving the oh, flag. They, we're, no, we're the band playing as it goes. <laughs> it's been an honor playing with you, gentlemen. That's us. Just like that. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> we're more of an earth, wind, and fire, though, I would say. We're not necessarily that type of band i'm not gonna lie if somebody <laughs> like forced me to play a song while i was singing serpentine <laughs> fire ain't a bad one hey it ain't listen, a bad one. It cut ain't the a bad music one, cue know? the music turbo okay like there we go there we go 100%. but uh i'm 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 looking at this virginia team not expecting much at all i'm, I'm expecting a very turbulent season um i don't but is it turbulent if it's just losing like it's, it's not you know it's not turbulent if we just know that they're gonna stink I mean, the plane crash is still a crash. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, even if even if you roll Frontier Spirit, still a crash. It's still a crash. You know? Like. So we have no faith no faith in Virginia. None. Zilch. Will they win Zilch. a game? 
Yeah, they'll win a game. Yeah. Yeah. I for sure think they'll win a game. I, I know that they got some FCS opponents on here that I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like you should get a win off William and Mary. Yeah, for sure. So this is a morale boost season. No, no, no. This is a this is a season in which Tony Elliott needs to either shock the world or um, there's a now, now can there's it, either he shocks the world or it's the beginning of the end because year one with all the things that were going on in that program outside of football and all that you will get a, a, number one is year one so that's the first thing number two with the things that happen outside of football you will definitely even if you were in a different situation be extended a little bit more grace yeah uh but this is a situation where tony gonna be on the clock after this year yeah yeah got it got it it's tough well i mean looking at these four schools right as much as we somebody's going to upset our top half of the uh, roster here. And I think that ultimately we have to figure out a way to continue to push forward, like at least getting three to five wins, five to six wins, bowl eligibility for majority of our programs, because if we're arguing for ACC being better and trying to get more money and trying to lure some teams to come join the ACC, winning helps. <laughs> yeah, but I think eight to nine teams being in the, being in bowl games, I mean, how much more can you really ask for? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how many conferences could say, oh, yeah, we put 11 of our 14 member teams into a bowl game? But it seems to be never enough. It seems to be, like, very slouch energy. Like, I don't – for whatever reason, it's – the ACC could, you know, offer you a pot of gold and it's still be like, eh, I need two. I need two pots. You know, the SEC's giving me five pots, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just never – it's never enough. It don't mean a thing if you ain't got that ring. Yeah. The national championships matter. Then that, that's that's just the point blank period of it. And the other part of it is the SEC has multiple teams that have mm-hmm. had it, right? Yeah. You look at the Joe Burrow teams. You look at what George has done the past few years. You look at the fact that everybody is begging Nick Saban, please retire, and not Bama fans. There, everybody else is begging for the man to retire. There's a reason. If yeah. you look at the, if you look at the ACC and talk about well, who's been to the playoffs? Who's been a national championship team? You only have Clemson. Well, you know, you look at Ohio State from the Big Ten space. I kind of compare them when I look at, like, where we're trying to be or level off or, you know, all right, you, you're getting a little too, you know, too much dip on your chip talking about your high-ish. I'm, of course, Big Ten, Michigan, Ohio State, certainly good. But Michigan got the wheels whooped off of them, right, to a TCU team. But don't, team. don't forget, Michigan State has also been in the playoff. But, sh- but, do, but did they deserve it? I mean, they were the Big Ten champs, so uh, you know they deserved it. Okay. They, it wasn't a close game, but you know they, they deserved <laughs> it. They, you know, not much else you could ask. Not much, sure. but that's that's the reality of the matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of whether you like it, hate it, whatever, we're talking about all these other conferences with two, three, four teams that have been. And meanwhile, the ACC has Clemson and I believe Florida State. Jameis's last year was the only two teams. Was Jameis, were they in the college football playoff? Or they just won national Yes, because remember, they lost to Oregon. And they said, well, we've still finished the season with the same records, which is like, I mean, sure, but like, (laughs) doesn't matter, bro. Yeah, yeah. We need need more national champions. We need more people in New Year's Six Bowls. We need more people in college football playoffs. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, with the expansion, we'll get that. Duh. Well, you know, but that's, <laughs> you know? that's that's the deal. But guess what? Even after the expansion gets us more teams in, you still need more wins. If we yeah. look at as much as I am for playoff expansion, because I'm very much so a proponent of every team who deserve every team who is on paper in the same bracket area type situation. I've been saying we need to expand this thing out to 12 for a long time. But my idea is different than the NCAAs because I, I said that it should have been every conference champion who had an RPI above about 35. If your RPI was above 35, you should get in. And if your RPI is below 35, you should get replaced by an at-large bid with two at-large bids. And that way, no conference, including the group of five, could say, well, you know, UCF would have took it all. They would have took it all, but y'all just didn't let them in. Well, you know, this team would have took it all. Well, you know, Clemson just got unfortunate this year because they lost to Florida State and Jordan Travis when they are having a great year and there's nothing yeah. we can do. I think that it should be a situation where, you know, that's it, it expanded out to include everybody. But back to the ACC in particular, if you look at the Division II playoffs, it's what, 64 teams or something like that? <laughs> and or, or 32 teams, something along those lines. It's massive. Mm-hmm. And yet the same teams win it every year just about. Yeah. So the, the question becomes, even with expansion, can our teams get it done? Can our member teams make it happen? That's fair. Listen, a lot of conversations around this season is already buzzing. A lot of things could happen between now and when we start in August. But, of course, we want to make sure that we're locked and loaded and ready to go from your feedback and follows and elevating our game. So please leave comments on our YouTube channel. Please leave us five-star reviews on our Apple podcast and make sure you subscribe to the channel. Follow all of our friends here at Locked On Podcast Network. It is Memorial Day weekend. Remember why it is. And we want you guys to celebrate it safely. Have a good time, right? We'll be back on Monday with another episode to give you vibes and updates around the ACC. A lot of good championship tournaments coming on, a little World Series action, you know, on its way, and we'll keep the vibes rolling. Absolutely. We're looking at the ACC Baseball Championship, marching along and all the things. You know, we just saw an all-ACC women's tennis final and all that good stuff. So it's it's definitely a great time to be alive in terms of the ACC when a lot of people wrote you off, said you were no good, said you were nothing, said you were dead as a conference. Well, guess what? If you're listening to this show, congratulations. We're still going to be here, and we're still going to be around. Yeah, they tried to write you off, but we ain't right back, though. All right. right. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Giz, we hope you guys have a great weekend. Until next time.